0: But we've got to be thankful and worshiping God for every moment we have on this planet.
1: We want to see the blessings of God in this year. We've got to be one people that will worship and praise God. Turn me to the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 6 through 8.
0: See, worship is a lifestyle. It's not just the act of singing. Worship is,
1: people need to know if you're a believer that you're not just a believer, you're a worshiper of God. That you're in awe of God in all that he does. Matthew 5,
0: verse 6 through 8 said, hunger means to crave. So you should crave after God. You know what a craving is? Y'all women know what those are.
1: Craving is when you send your husband out at 3 o'clock in the morning with minus 2 degree weather hunting for some kind of cheesecake that doesn't exist. But you've got to have it. I'm pregnant. I got a craving. (laughs) Y'all know it, see? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all should crave God. You should want so much of God that you will not be satisfied until you have him. When you're in a situation where there's trouble in your life, crave after him and his blessing. Instead of what's like, like don't tell the problem, like my wife said, don't tell the problem how, don't tell God how big your problem is. Tell that problem how big your God is. My daddy's bigger than your daddy any day. I remember there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a word there's a phrase in one of Lecrae songs he says, Me and my God against you and your squad. Like, you know what? Me and my God, you bring your whole squad. I got me and my God. Amen. That's all you need, is your God. Amen. But the hunger. Means- That was really good. Hallelujah. Well, you know, today this is—we're talking about, you know, that this is going to be a that God's glory is going to be revealed, not just in the nation, but it's most importantly, you know, in our in our lives and in our households. But it's—I need to tell you though—it's not just gonna, bam, be there because for any reason. it's going to be some effort on your part and my part in our lives. God's glory. When, see, if, when God's glory just shows up because it's time, you, you, you want to have some glory in your life before that, amen? Because that's the glory that's going. When that glory comes, if you're not right, it's over. But there's going to be a dispensable. I believe there's going to be a dispensation of God's glory that's going to be a blessing in your life. There's going to be empowerment. There's going to be a lot. It's going to be a glory that's going to bring recognition to Jesus Christ, not only in your life, but in the nation. But then there will be an ultimate glory that comes when Jesus comes. And when that glory comes, if you haven't had any glory in your house and you don't know Jesus yet, you better be ready just to go to hell. Praise God. That's how it is. But I believe that part of bringing the glory into your life there's a requirement that's missing from a lot of believers' lives, except, I mean, now, except for maybe on Sundays and Wednesdays or for an hour here and an hour there. But that, I think a key element that's missing is the key element of worship. And I'm not talking about coming to church and singing five and six songs with us and worship. I'm talking about a lifestyle of worship. I'm talking about a, 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 to worship means to, you, you know you would totally adore and and in awe of God. That's when you worship God, you're just so in awe of who He is. It's not just singing to him and praising him and, and worshiping him that way or bowing down from time to time. I'm talking, about, I believe that there's in the need of this next year and in our lives, there's a need for extreme and absolute worship of God in your whole life, in everything you do in everything you touch, in everywhere you go. And when we start getting to that place, the glory will come into your life. You know, there's others. There's going to be prayer. There's going to be getting into word. But today I want to talk about worship. We need to be people that are going to follow and be hungry. See, if you want glory in your life, you've got to be hungry for the glory. See, a lot of people, want, we want stuff, but we don't want to do anything to get it. You know? People, you know, look at like lawyers and doctors and like, wow, you know, doctors are so, they got make all that money, but I want to be a doctor. But did you go to medical school? I remember Pastor Parsley was telling a story about, there's this really awesome keyboard player, pianist named Dino. And Dino, it was either on TBN or Dino came to the pastor's church, wherever it was, him and Dino were in the same room. And I believe he came to World Harvest Church. And and he told, he's a man, I've always wanted to play piano like that. He said, man, I've always really wanted to play piano like that. And Dino said, no disrespect, sir, but no, you don't. And he said, wait a minute. No, no, I I just told you that I really would like to play piano like that. He said, no, sir, no, really, no disrespect, but no, you don't. And it went through one more time, and then the pastor said, "Well, well, how can you say that to me? You don't know me. He said, no, I don't. But if you wanted to know how to play piano like I did, you'd have been practicing all the years. Like I practiced. The pastor was like, (laughs) touche. See, a lot of us will say we want something, but we're not willing to do what they're willing to do. Now, same thing. He's got a huge mega ministry that touches the world. On Sunday mornings, they got over 5,200 people in their sanctuary. And a lot of us would say, man, I want a church like that. But are you willing to go through what that man went through to get there? Are you willing to go through the worship, the the spending the nights on your face before God, praying for the things that need to come to pass in in the ministry or in your life? Are you willing to do those things, or do you just want to say you want it? So if if you want to say, I want the glory in my life, you better be ready to be seeking for it. You better be ready to be hungry for it and thirsting for the presence of God in your life. And not just be some like a lot of us say, oh, I want that. You know, I've mentioned this before, but, you know, we see a lot of people who have ministries that are definitely powerful and definitely anointed. And we'll say, man, I want a ministry like that or I want an anointing like that. Well, when you say something like that, you better be ready to go through what that man of God or woman of God went through to get that anointing on them. Because, you know, an anointing comes from being crushed, impressed. When they make anointing oil, they make it out of olives, and the olives are crushed to get the oil out of it. See, that God doesn't just hand stuff to us. Sometimes we get blessed, we get blessed, we get blessed, but God's not going to just hand this glory over. A lot of things have been perpetrated in these past 10, 15 years, even within the church. And I believe God is not standing for it anymore. It's time to get right with God. It's time to worship God. It's time to praise God. It's time to start putting God first in your area, every area of your life. It started putting God first in your household. Something as simple as. Bringing back into the household of we don't eat until unless
0: we pray before we eat. A lot of Christian households sit down and eat without praying. Just sat down and eat instead of being thankful.
1: Lord, I thank. First off, if you're a family that sits together and eats, you're blessed. Because that doesn't happen these days. This one's eating at this time. This one's eating at that time. Maybe if you get together on Sundays, you may all eat together. So first off, you should be thankful for the fact that you're able to sit together and eat. And then thank for the provision that he's provided. I'll tell you what. If times get rough and there does become a famine in the land and you you have food and you see other people starving, then people are going to start praying, Lord, thank you for this food that I'm about to receive. When you wake up in the morning, you should worship God that I woke up. Because you never know. People younger than you and I pass away in the middle of the night. People, you know, strange things happen. No matter what neighborhood you live in, you may get caught in a drive-by shooting. Because you don't have to be in a hood anymore to get shot. Two neighbors next door could be having it out, and they shoot each other, and the, a stray boy comes to your house. Could happen. Pray that it doesn't. But we've got to be thankful and worshiping God for every moment we have on this planet. We want to see the blessings of God in this year. We've got to be ones people that will worship and praise God. Turn me to the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 6 through
0: 8. See, worship is a lifestyle. It's not just the act of singing. Worship is... People need to know if you're a believer that you're not just a believer, you're a worshiper of God. That
1: you're in awe of God in all that he does. Matthew 5, verse 6 through 8 said, Blessed are they who hunger... And thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Let's read that again: Blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The word of the Lord, you may be seated. And I, as I'm looking at that while we were reading it verse seven, blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. See a lot of us want grace, but we're not too good in giving it out. Like when we make a mistake or an error, we want everyone else to forgive us. But when someone else makes a mistake, Oh, man, put your foot on their neck and twist it down and make them pay. Well, if that's how we're going to be,
0: then we can't expect mercy. Memory also says if you can't forgive, you can't be forgiven. Now, I, could that mean you can't
1: be forgiven even to the point of salvation? I'm not going to say yes or no. But if it's in his word, you need to be cautious. If you have unforgiveness in your heart, towards somebody, do you know, that can keep you from your healing. They can keep you from your mu- Why do you think it is when, when the James, when they talk about in when they talk about in Corinthians about the arm, um, take a communion that it says, if you have art or unforgiveness with your brother, leave, go take care of that and then come back. It's even referred to the same thing when you're coming to bring your offering. If you're bearing unforgiveness against somebody, you may be cursing your own offerings. See, so we've got to be people that are hungry and thirst for righteousness and recognize that the only thing that matters is the righteousness of God. That's all that matters. Like, even if you don't believe, you know, I was talking to my pastor. We were talking about Romans 13 and how it talks about being conformed, you know, to leaders. And, I, and we were talking about, well, what if you don't believe that that leader is your leader or that leader deserves to be your leader? He says, well, as long as they follow in the word, follow what they say. But as, uh, once, once it's causing you to go against the word of God and your beliefs as a, as a believer, then you, know, you don't have to follow that, but you do got to conform to the laws that, as long as they're not laws that go against your Christianity. We got to be people that follow after righteousness. We got to seek righteousness. We got to mount righteousness in everything that we do. The problem is the world don't give a hoot about righteousness. The last thing the world wants is righteousness, because the enemy knows righteousness is going will crush him. We got to be people in, their, in your life. You got to seek after right. And, and, and and have God's approval and God's righteousness in your life and in your household. You should be able to know that no matter what happens in the rest of the world, my house is a righteous house of God, and my house worships God. My house praises God. Your house, your house should be your sanctuary that you can't wait to get home to every day, because you know for a fact that that's a righteous house of God, and that's your righteous house of God. That's your place that God has put his name on, and you just have to be blessed to be the landlord or the custodian of that house. Amen? Even if you pay rent to somebody else, he's just the in-between. That's your house. That's your righteousness. That's your sanctuary. That's your temple that for God of God's presence in your life, even if you're living in Mama's house for now. I know. Your mama's got to, amen. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. We need to try to let God purify our hearts. How do we purify our heart? First way would be to get rid of any unforgiveness that's in it. Unforgiveness is a cancer. Unforgiveness will grow. And then unforgiveness turns into offense. And when you're offended by somebody, you don't want to be near them. Better not say nothing to me. I might just have something
0: else to say. That's not God. If that was true, God would have something to say to each and every one of us.
1: Everybody sitting in this room, God would have a whole mouthful to say.
0: Amen? But what's he say? For I so loved the world, I gave my only begotten son. Right? Right? Why did he Jesus
1: said on the cross, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do? That's talking about you and me yesterday when we did something. That's talking about some of us when we leave here today. That's talking about some of us before before we knew God, and we were were living in lifestyles that were just crazy. And I saw something that that Madeline posted, I guess since she's been up there, her family decided to clear out all the booze out their house. Ain't that awesome? Praise God. That's awesome. That's just a witness of being in, in, in a testimony. I would, I would believe, I think that's the same household that was last time they went home. She watched our broadcast and the household got saved. So those who thirst for righteousness, you know, it says, blessed are those who hunger. You know where the hunger is? How many of you get hungry? Ray. Hey, you started to know what it is to be hungry, right, bro? Hey, man, I've been sending them little encouragements. You can do it. I got to find a clip of that guy from the water boy. You can do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send it to him every day. Because he's decided to join me on the fast all the way to Easter. Worst part's over, bro. First week, it's over. First, when you
0: start getting over that, getting up and heading to the fridge, and I go, oh, man, I'm fasting. Hunger means to crave. See, so you should crave after God. You know what a
1: craving is? Y'all women know what those are. Craving is when you send your husband out at three o'clock in the morning with minus two degree weather hunting for some kind of cheesecake that
0: doesn't exist. But you gotta have it. I'm pregnant. I got a craving. Y'all know it, see, y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all should crave God. You should want
1: so much of God, and you will not be satisfied until you have him. When you're in a situation where there's trouble in your life, crave after him and his blessing. Instead of what's like, like don't tell the problem. Like my wife said, don't tell the problem how, don't tell God how big your problem is. Tell that problem how big your God is. My daddy's bigger than your daddy any day. I remember there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a word, there's a phrase in one of Lecrae's songs, he says, me and my God against you and your squad. Like, you know me and my God, you bring your whole squad, I got me and my God. Amen? That's all you need your God. Amen. But to hunger means to crave, to thirst, literally means to thirst. How many of you have
0: ever, you've been in Florida? I know you're thirsty. You get thirsty when it gets hot. Amen, right? We get thirsty. We need to be
1: craving and thirsting for God. See, God's love, God's power, God's spirit is the only thing that is going to quench the thirst of your soul, the thirst of your inner being, the thirst of you that feels that everything's not right in your life. Well, thirst for the presence of God. Thirst for some holy water from the Holy Spirit of God on your life. And all of a sudden, everything seems all right. When we get thirsty, we run and we grab a drink scientifically or physiologically we should be grabbing for water because when your body's thirsty that's what it's looking for it's looking for water it's not looking for coke with cinnamon it's not (laughs) it's not looking for Arnold Palmer's that's my favorite it's craving water because your body is it's like three quarters or two-thirds comprised of water but when we sweat, when we go through life, we deplete our water in our body. So our body gets thirsty and says more water. Well, so does your spirit. Your spirit gets more thirsty for the things of God. So we've got to let him quench that thirst by craving after him and allowing his spirit to come into our life. Listen, if you've got disorder and dysfunction in your household, get the spirit of God to come in there. Fill that place when you're your home by yourself. Worship God, walk around praising God. You get thirsty, you get filled, you get hungry on your home. People come home, they'll find you on the couch all out of it, but the house will be filled with the presence of God, amen? <laughs> we got to be worshipers in this last day. Righteousness means righteousness and filled means filled. But then it says here, blessed are the pure in heart. Now the heart is, Is referring to mind and thoughts there. Pure means clean. We've got to be people that are focused on clean, pure thoughts. Because look at right here. It says in Philippians 4.8, Finally, my brothers, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are right, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is any praise, think on these things. So you got to be able to somehow in every situation find something good about it. You know, like COVID. One good thing about COVID is it drew a lot of people
0: closer to God. A lot of people who didn't believe in God are now following after God. We've got to be people that follow after truth and honor
1: and what is right. We've got to be, not be afraid to do what is right even when it feels wrong if you know it's right don't be afraid to do the right thing god will have your back god will bless you for doing the right thing when everybody else is doing the wrong thing you know a lot of times that a lot of times in job situations everybody else is doing something wrong and someone like us will come along and do it right which first off will get us hated by everybody else because it brings spotlight on the fact that other people are doing it wrong. But you'll get blessed in the end for doing right. You know, like sometimes people, hey, clock me out, I'm going to leave. I'm leaving 20 minutes away, but clock me out, clock me out so I could. that's, you know, that's, that's cheating your boss. You don't think God sees that? And then when we want to be go to God all holy and wonderful, he'll be like, yeah, but, didn't you clock out early and get paid for somewhere you weren't where you weren't at? Your boss didn't tell you to go. You told someone else to clock you out. See, I remember when all these things with apps first started coming around for people to be able to do. We had a maintenance guy that was clocking in on his way from his car when he was late so that the regional wouldn't know that he was late. But what he didn't, of course, we were tracking, and, of course, we ended up firing him for that. But all... You can't have doing wrong things in your life and expect the right thing from God when you want it, when you need it. We've got to be people that follow after God and do our best to do the right thing all the time. We're going to make mistakes. You're not perfect, but at least try. We've got to try to do the right thing. Got to try it to every every opportunity.
0: Tell the truth. Has everybody in here ever told a lie? Come on, let's all be honest.
1: We all got little horns. We all told lies, right? How many would say that the lie always caught up with you? You may think you got away with a lie 30 years ago, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, pops
0: up the person you lied about. It's never good to tell a lie. Tell the truth. Because darkness gets exposed in the light. It's because, you know, you also have an
1: adversary who roams around like a lion, looking to see him who may devour, and he knows you told that lie. He know. Oh, you think you got it going good right now? Mm, let me expose that. So if, you ever, if you've lied, oh, another thing, if you've lied or you've got sin in your life, don't try casting no devils out because those devils will put your lives and your sins on front street right in front of everybody. Yeah. Like, like you try to cast the devil out and they'll be like, yeah, well, why are you spending all that time downtown when you're supposed to be home? They whip, the devil will. you Try it. Go do something crazy and then try to cast out a devil and see if that devil don't speak your stuff out on front street. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you got to have be clean. Have a clean heart clean desires you know we're going to get infiltrated by that by the enemy but we've got to recognize it and try to say no 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 keep myself clean because the Bible says that the day is ours coming in John 4 23 and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the father in spirit and in truth for the father seeks such in worshiping him God is a spirit and they who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth you got to worship him in the spirit of God and in the truth of God! Where's the truth come from? His Word! Why do you put a belt of truth on in the armor? Because it covers your loins. Your reproductive organs are covered by the belt of truth. Your vital organs like your heart and your lungs are covered by the breastplate of righteousness. So we need to be hungry and thirsty for righteousness and truth and be true worshipers of God in these last days. If you want glory in your house, we need to be worshipers who worship him in spirit and in truth.
0: You see, in the book of James, I thought I had it, talks about can a how sometimes we bless God
1: one moment, and at the other side of our mouth, we curse God.
0: Sometimes we be talking all holy, and then we turn around, and we start cussing.
1: And I'm going to say something. And some of you may not agree with me. But this is my take on it. And I believe there can going to be other people who will agree with me. There's certain curse words. Like there's one that begins with an F. And some people instead of saying that will refer to a piece of candy. (laughs) You might as well just go ahead and say it. You just changed it. And then that same word. They just change a few letters in the middle. They take the U and the C and take it to an R and an I. I can't, I'm not going to say because it's cursing to me. They take f and turn it into Fri. Yeah, anyway, spell it out. Anyway, they alter the word. They alter the word. They really want to say the one word, but they can't. Yeah,
0: and just like the other one that begins with S, they changed that to sugar. <laughs> Listen. Why even why 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 is your mind even thinking about finding a way to cuss? Have a clean and pure heart. Don't let remember the Bible says that let our moderation be known unto
1: all. So why are you even thinking about cussing whether you think it's sugar or the
0: other? Or a piece of candy, whatever it is? Don't even think about it. Don't let it bother you that much.
1: See, I don't know in Spanish if it's whatever, but it is, I know in English. I know in English.
0: Yeah. But what I'm saying, and then... We'll turn around. Now
1: you either use one version or the other, either the full adult, uh, the unadulterated version of the word or your substitution for the word. And then you're going to turn around and go, bless me. Oh father. (laughs) And you won't, you understand why you don't have the full blessings because your mind's still engaging in worldly by trying to cuss. See, we got to be people of this day and this age. That love God with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our strength. And it's not about being holier than anybody else. It's about having such a desire for a connection with God that that's all that matters in your life. See, we should not matter and care if people don't like you because you love God. It should bother you that they don't love God. But if they don't like you for loving God, well, too bad for them. I'm not going to let anybody stop me from loving my God. I'm not going to let anybody stop me from me loving God and having my family protected and blessed because I love God. I'm not going to let other people keep me from worshiping my God because they, for whatever reason. And I'll say it right now and I'll say it loud and clear. If this new government comes in and they try to shut down worship nationwide, World Harvest Worship Center will convene. We will be here to worship God. And we will be not going to jail. Amen. If they have to take me, they'll take me. But I do have a couple of little friends with me that might decide to keep me here. Praise God who knows? They're trying to, yeah, you watch what happened. Yeah, they're trying to pass a bill. And watch out, if Kamala, if something ha- happens, and Kamala becomes president, forget about going to church. Forget about it. They're going to do their best. You watch. You watch. What I'm saying here, as a church, we will not shut down. Amen? So y'all start saving your money now to bail me out. Praise God. Amen? Woo! <laughs>
0: No leadership because they're going with me, no. (laughs) But we need to be worshipers of God.
1: Hey, yeah, we've been saying we want prison ministry. but we may get put right into it, praise God. Have somebody here holding down the fort, we'd be in prison getting people saved. See, the Bible says in Romans 12 that we're not supposed to be conformed to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So it's before that we're supposed to, tr- to present ourselves as a living sacrifice. And then it says that that's our least form of worship. That's the least we could do. It's our reasonable act of worship. That, that's what Paul says, reasonable. For all that God did for you and I on the cross, we should be willing to lay down our life person. Now, not just, you know, Oof, shoot me i'm dead kind of stuff. i'm talking about laying down our life by laying down our own personal desires our own will in
0: things a lot of times we want our will to be done and it has nothing to do with god's will amen
1: we have to be people that will worship god and recognize what his will is and his will is that no one should perish His will is that everybody should be able to experience the presence of God. Now, not everybody will. There's going to be people that, till till their dying day, will not believe in God. And that's unfortunate. And we, we feel bad for them.
0: Our job is to let people know. Not just by our words, but by our example. See, when you're a worshiper
1: in your lifestyle, you don't have to announce that you know God. People will recognize something about you. I say this all the time. You'll go into places, you'll go to your job and they'll witness how you operate day after day after day. And they'll we'll say, that is a true worshiper of God. Cause they'll know you, you're a worshipper because you will, you know, every we will let people know that you love Jesus and that you're a believer. And some of you will say, well, I go to world harvest worship center and all the different things you have in your conversations. But yet as soon as you say that they're watching to see, is she a true believer? Let's see how she functions when that person comes out the side of their neck at them
0: and gives them a hard time. Is she going to show them the love of God, or is she going to give them the fivefold? How are they going to operate when sickness comes to their household? Are they going
1: to trust in God and keep faith? Of course, do all the things, you know, whatever man has to offer, or are they just going to give up and get mad at God? true worshiper of God
0: loves God no matter what. Even when things aren't going your way. Even when things aren't going the way you expect him to go.
1: A true worshiper loves God no matter what. And says, God, you know what? I don't quite understand this. I have no idea what is going on.
0: But I trust in you. And I can tell you. That God's hands of time
1: have just advanced rapidly. Jesus is, I I was talking with my pastor, I said, Jesus might even have one leg over the horse by now on his way to come. So we need to get people saved, filled with the Holy Ghost and, 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 and empowered for ministry. Get a believer, somebody who's not believing saved Get them filled with the Holy Ghost. Get them baptized in fire. And send them into their households to get their households saved. Send them into the streets to get their, pe- their, their neighborhoods saved. I believe that this year we'll be able to reach the homeless even more with the food that Miss Yasmin doesn't even know she's going to be out there feeding them. That's her desire. And, we, and I'm hoping that other people will resource and give her the resources that she needs so she can get out there. And we will have people to go with her so she doesn't have to go alone and be unsafe. Praise God. But that's the act of worship. Remember, the, remember what the, the disciples said to me? They said, well, when did we give you drink? When did we give you water? When did we give you clothes? And he says, when you did it for the least of these, you did it for me. So the pantry. Now, I'm not saying anything negative about the people that come. I'm not saying they're less than us. But they're people who are in need right now. So do you know that every Saturday when you pray, Put your hands to whatever part of that food pantry whether you're unloading the truck whether you're sorting whether you're packing or whether you're walking boxes to people's cars do you know you're doing it for the Lord Jesus Christ because they are less fortunate right now and they need it do you know that that is an act of worship do you know that sowing and tithing is an act of worship? It's not just singing. It's not just praising. It's living a life that says, I love Jesus. Because memory says, do all things as unto the Lord. When you're talking to your children, talk as if you're talking to the Lord. When you're in your household, live your household as if the Lord is the Lord of your household. And worship him with everything you've got. It's so important in these last days that we're living in. We can't just be patty cake praising God Christians and, you know, Sunday for an hour and Wednesday for an hour Christians. We got to be Christians that are Christians from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep and to the moment you, oh, and and the moment you wake up again. And don't be like, okay, well, I'll get my sin on while I sleep. We got to be people that love God 24 7, 365. And when you make a mistake, don't beat yourself up. Go to your daddy and ask him for forgiveness. And I know some people go, he called God daddy. He's my daddy. He's my father. If I'm my father in heaven, how art thou be? That's not me. I'm a yo daddy. I need your help. (laughs) I still respect him. Just calling him daddy. Sometimes I call him father. But the father is a daddy. Amen? Because remember, anybody can be a father, but not everybody can be a dad. Naturally. There's a lot of fathers running around here, but they're not dads. Amen? So let's be people who will worship God, not just in church, not just in front of other Christians, but let's be people who worship God Everywhere now. I'm not now. No, don't get me. I'm not telling you to walk into Walmart going how great thou art. I'm not talking like that. I'm talking about how great thou art. They might lock you up for that. That they might certify. They might Baker act you if you're walking around, <laughs> but what I'm saying is in the inside of your spirit, you're walking around how great you are. Lord. I mean, how many take Walmart for granted? Walmart's right there. How many are so mad that Walmart's not open 24 hours a day anymore? Me, because I was a 3 o'clock in the morning shopper. Now i got to make sure I'm there by 11. But how many are actually grateful to God, not so for Walmart, but if you're going to Walmart, you have some kind of resources? You can't just walk into Walmart and go, hey, well, you know, the Bible says that if you give it to me and I don't have it, you're doing it to the Lord. They're going to say, well, you can just wait outside. So if you're going into Walmart, you must have something in your pocket. Well, maybe not. You may be going in and trying to think you're going to get away with stealing. But if that's not the case, you've got money in your pocket. You should be walking in, worshiping God on your inside and being thankful. Well, that I could even go in this store and to buy this food for my family? <laughs> oh, Lord, I, I, I need to get my house fixed. I need something at Lowe's. And we just go to Lowe's and we get it to fix it. But on the way there, we thanking the Lord that we have the money in the bank to go buy the stuff to fix the house. That's worship. When your kids come home safely every night, we start to take it for granted. Every night your child comes home safe, you should be worshiping God that your child returned home safely. Every time you go to your job and your job is still open, you should worship God that you have a job to go to. Now you're feeling where I'm going
0: with this. When your husband comes home, doesn't stay out. When your husband says, I love you in whatever way, they know how you should worship God that you have a husband who loves you? Not
1: every guy knows how to tell his wife they love them. Sometimes it doesn't come out until they've had a little too many, and then they're like, oh, I love you. <laughs> That's when the feelings come out. But if the husband is showing up every day, coming home, being faithful, he's there providing. Worship God that you have a husband that cares enough about his family to do right by the family, even if he's not saved yet. Thank him for that person that cares about you that much. And then just add to it. Lord, please help let them get saved.
0: If you've got children that aren't in jail, worship God, that your children aren't in jail.
1: There's so many things we could worship God for you. Children that are in here,
0: you got parents that you disagree with, but be glad you got parents to be able to disagree with. Be
1: glad that there's people, parents in your life that you may think are being too hard and too rough, but there's a purpose and there's a reason. And the fact that they do it is they don't want you to go through trouble. You may be watching online right now. You're like, man, my mom and dad are such a pain in the, be glad that you have those parents.
0: There's a lot of kids who would be grateful to have a mom or a dad or both. Just be worshipful and grateful in everything that you do. Because everything
1: you have comes from God. Amen? And there's not anybody in this room under the sound of my voice that is special and deserves anything more from God. Than anybody else. The only ones who will get more are those who worship more, those who praise more, those who give him the respect and adoration that he deserves. It's not even that if he wants it, he deserves it. How many of you last night got up and said, Okay, let some more stars exist? And bam, wow, even a planet. How many were able to say, Hey, Atlantic Ocean, you need to flow a little further in and take out New York or Georgia. No, but God spoke into existence where our borders of our seas are, where our mountains are, where the birds of the air fly, where the, where the, the animals that, flee, that swim in the oceans. God did that all by his voice. Amen? How many of you yesterday just went outside and grabbed up some dirt and created another family member? I, I want a child.
0: Oh, you're so beautiful. Let me, let, me, let me give you a name. No, but God did. So
1: let's worship God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's be people who worship God. I, I, if you trust me, if you start worshiping God in your lifestyle, you're going to see his hand on your life. If you're in any kind of relationship, don't let that relationship take the place of God. Even a marriage. God has to be the head of your household. God has to be the head of your marriage. And if he's not, and you want him to be, you just keep praying. Keep being hungry. Keep being thirsty. Hallelujah.
0: World Harvest Worship Center. Reaching our world. One life, one city, one nation at a time.